0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: The search for missing Gabby.
2: As citizen sleuths join the investigation.
1: And her fiancé his family breaks their silence. Then, the return of the big red carpet event. J-Lo, freaky Kim Kardashian, Megan The Stallion, look at Billie Eilish, and AOC's tax the rich dress that's causing an uproar. And Nicki Minaj vaccine backlash. Does she really think it makes men impotent? The COVID vaccine does not make you infertile. Then. Deborah Norville's Paula Jones Exclusive. What she's saying about her portrayal in the new Monica Lewinsky miniseries. Tell me what they got wrong. And another big exclusive. After Britney's engagement announcement,
3: Britney's ex-husband of 55 hours speaks out. Do you think he's out for fame or for money or for love? What happened when he tried to call her? And
1: what do you know from here?
3: There are two kids inside that inferno.
1: Can they get to them in time? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
2: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The disappearance of 22-year-old Gabby Petito is now national news. Yesterday, we spoke with the parents of the young woman who didn't come back from a road trip with her boyfriend. And now, for the first time, his family speaking out. Stephen Fabian has details.
4: The search for missing Gabby Petito is gripping the nation today.
3: Vanished. The urgent search for a 22-year-old who disappeared on a cross-country adventure... Well,
5: it's now become a national story, and I think that's good because the more attention you get on it, the more likely we are to be able to find her.
4: An army of citizen sleuths is poring over online comments Gabby supposedly made before she disappeared, and they're raising questions about whether Gabby wrote them at all. One sleuth writes, Something very off with the last four or five posts. They are very long and seem to ramble. We asked Gabby's mom, Nicole, who she believes wrote the text she received from Gabby's phone. was it Gabby or was it really her fiance, Brian Laundry? I don't want to comment on that. Gabby and Laundry set out on their cross-country journey on July 2nd from Gabby's family home on Long Island. But when Laundrie returned to his home in Northport, Florida,
6: Gabby was not with him. Obviously, some of the circumstances are uh, odd. What
4: makes the circumstances of this case odd to you?
6: Anytime you have uh, someone missing, uh, someone who's in pretty good constant contact with their family, they stop having that contact, their vehicle shows up, you know, a thousand or more miles away uh, back here at home and they're nowhere to be found, I think most people would find that very odd.
4: Saturday night, police towed the camper from Laundry's parents' home searching for evidence. From her video journal, Gabby seemed to be enjoying her life on the road in the camper she had fixed up.
7: I'm going to make some
8: yogurt.
4: A guitar hangs on one side. There's even flowers to brighten it up. They
5: converted the van together, um, which was
4: awesome. It was an awesome van.
6: It's uh, an important part of this investigation. When you picked up the van,
4: was there an attempt to speak to Brian or his family?
6: Yes, there was. And we were uh, informed by the family to speak uh, with their attorney. We were provided a name and phone number. Um and we've done that.
4: Speaking out for the first time, the family lawyer tells Inside Edition this is understandably an extremely difficult time for both the Petito family and the laundry family. It is our understanding that a search has been organized in or near Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. On behalf of the Laundry family, it is our hope that the search for Miss Petito is successful and that Miss Petito is reunited with her family. Gabby's father, Joseph, had an angry reaction.
1: That statement was just a really, really cold, bad statement.
2: And again today, police did try to talk with Brian Laundry at his Florida home. His parents reportedly told the police To call his attorney instead other news today it was just like old times at the annual met gala a who's who of fashion and celebrities crowded the steps at the metropolitan museum of art after last year's event was canceled because of the pandemic and with the return of the red carpet came the return of some eye-popping looks
7: the red carpet is back and jennifer lopez led the way She was on the steps at the Met Gala, the first full-fledged red carpet since the pandemic. Her cowboy hat, an ode to American fashion, the theme of the night. Before walking the carpet alone, she smooched her man, Ben Affleck, through masks. Jennifer Hudson dazzled the lady in red. Hollywood was out in full force. Regina King, Gabrielle Union, and Lupita Nyong'o in a denim strapless gown. Rihanna arrived, swathed in black. She left her hotel in the pouring rain, and the crowd sang her hit, Umbrella. Billie Eilish was a vision of loveliness in a gown fit for a princess. Her inspiration, Marilyn Monroe, and the iconic Holiday Barbie. Megan D Stallion was at the ball for the first time. We're giving all Hollywood glam. Megan Fox was va-va-voom in peek red. People are asking, what in the world was Kim Kardashian wearing? Literally covered head to toe in black. Her sister Kendall shimmered in silver. Serena Williams, wrapped in a feather cape, led the parade of sports stars, which included Olympic gymnast Simone Biles, whose outfit weighed a whopping 80 pounds. And look who else was there, far-left Congresswoman AOC stirring up a controversy wearing a gown that read, Tax the Rich, in a room full of wealthy celebrities. Jimmy Fallon went the most traditional route.
6: It's my first night out in probably a year
7: and a half. Actress Kiki Palmer dazzled on the red carpet, but when she got inside, she posted a cheeky photo of the wilted salad they served. This is why they don't show you all the food. I'm just playing. Hmm, for nearly $35,000 a ticket, she's got a legit gripe. So how do you get these fabulous looks for less? Want to look like J-Lo? Get yourself a hat and add a shimmery brown dress like this one. Justin Bieber and his wife Haley wore black. This is a simple black gown similar to hers. We went to Macy's with the help of stylist Sydney Sadik for off-the-rack lookalikes.
8: We are getting that same neckline, and instead of having the embellishment on the neckline itself, just add in a necklace.
2: Now, one person who was not at the gala was Nikki Minaj. She says she skipped the event because of its vaccine requirement, which, as Megan Alexander reports, sparked a war of words over what else the COVID vaccine. Nicki!
5: Nicki Minaj is sparking a firestorm over what she's saying about the COVID vaccine. The rapper skipped the Met Gala last night because they required everyone to be vaccinated, and she is not. One reason she's hesitant is because she claims her cousin from Trinidad has a friend who supposedly became impotent. After getting the vaccine, his testicles became swollen. Now Minaj is facing ridicule. You have 22 million followers on Twitter. My God, sister, you could do better than that. We asked Dr. Oz to clear up false claims circulating on social media that the vaccine causes impotence and infertility.
1: The COVID vaccine does not make you infertile. This is a rumor that's hard to beat back because people can claim that for five years from now, you don't know what's going to happen, which is true. But at least short term, we're not seeing cases of infertility.
5: One influential TV personality coming to Nicki Minaj's defense is vaccine skeptic Tucker Carlson.
0: Make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied, which seems sensible.
5: Meanwhile, in California, this young asthma patient found out firsthand that hospitals are overwhelmed with COVID patients. She was treated in the parking lot. 23 year old Sophia Santana posted the video on TikTok. It's 2 a.m., and there's no room for her in the hospital, not even in the ER. She's struggling to breathe on the street.
2: They were understaffed and full. Uh... There were people in the hallways and the waiting room, and they just didn't have enough staff to meet the demand.
5: Sophia says they put her on oxygen and wheeled her outside. You were outside the hospital in the parking lot. You can't even get inside to see a
2: doctor. Did you ever think it would come to this? That's probably why I was laughing in the video, because I was just suddenly struck by the absurdity of all of it. It's just bizarre. <laughs> For many people, Sophia's video highlights the struggles hospitals continue to face a year and a half into the pandemic. Melania Trump was famously private during her four years as First Lady, but a former aide is anything but silent. In a new book due out next month, Mrs. Trump's former press secretary compares her to Marie Antoinette.
7: Melania Trump is being called another Marie Antoinette in a new book by her former chief of staff. Stephanie Grisham's new book, I'll Take Your Questions Now, reportedly calls the former first lady dismissive, defeated, and detached. The book actually likens her to the doomed French queen. Grisham, who for a time served as the White House press secretary, says she reached out to Melania during the January 6th riots and asked, do you want to tweet that peaceful protests are the right of every American, but there is no place for lawlessness and violence? Grisham says Melania had a one-word answer, no. Grisham also claims Melania had zero interest in communicating with Jill Biden because, like her husband, she believed the election had been stolen. Melania Trump's office issued a blistering response to Grisham's revelations, calling it an attempt to redeem herself after a poor performance as press secretary, failed personal relationships and unprofessional behavior in the White House. Through mistruth and betrayal, she seeks to gain relevance and money at the expense of Mrs. Trump.
2: Meantime, in his new book entitled Peril, veteran journalist Bob Woodward claims there was so much worry about President Trump's mental state after losing the election that his top military adviser, General Mark Milley, took top secret steps to limit Mr. Trump from potentially ordering a military strike or launching nuclear weapons. The second installment of the FX series Impeachment American Crime Story airs tonight. And while it's gotten high marks on Rotten Tomatoes, it's getting a big thumbs down from Paula Jones. The series looks at the Clinton impeachment through Monica Lewinsky's eyes. But as Ms. Jones told me in our exclusive interview, Monica Lewinsky's secret only came out because of her lawsuit. And the producers never bothered to talk with her. Paula Jones is blasting the new FX series about the impeachment of Bill Clinton in
8: 1998. Bill Clinton presented himself to me in a very unprofessional manner.
2: While she admits the show nailed her look, she bristles that there's a lot it got wrong.
8: The part that I saw about me, most of it was inaccurate. It was almost kind of cartoonishy. Tell me what they got wrong. We were trying to maybe get a movie deal or something, or my husband was trying to get an acting deal. That is so far from the truth. I want an apology, and we'd like a role on Designing Women for Steve.
1: Yeah, it could be like a a love interest for Delta Burke.
8: Did they reach out to you before the filming of this program? No, how can they portray somebody accurately if they don't even call them?
7: Mr. President, do you know a woman named Monica Lewinsky? Monica
2: Lewinsky, on the other hand, is getting what some see as kid gloves treatment. And why not? After all, she's a producer of the series. I always felt that there was a jarring difference between the way you were perceived and portrayed in the public and Monica Lewinsky.
8: Yes, I find it funny that Monica can have a relationship with him in the Oval Office under the Oval Desk, but yet she's allowed and people want to hear her story. It just makes no sense to me. And it's almost like I have always been shunned and made fun of. Paula, Paula, are you there? I'm coming, I'm coming. Like I told the president, keep your pants on. (laughs)
2: Jones was a 24-year-old Arkansas state employee when in 1991, she says, then-Governor Clinton invited her to his hotel suite. When I interviewed her for Inside Edition in 1998, here's what she said happened.
8: When I turned around, he had dropped his pants, and he sat down and he exposed himself to me, and he asked me to perform oral sex on him. Is that how he said it? No, he said, would you kiss it?
2: What followed was a memorable meltdown. With all due respect, why would Bill Clinton care about you? So you turned him down.
8: You know, I don't appreciate that. That was really rude. No. That was so rude. That was so rude. You know... Paula, I don't well then, appreciate it. I have enough I people apologize. screaming about me I'm talking about my new nose and, and everything else. Everybody else has plastic surgeons and get noses done. But no, I don't have a right, and I'm not pretty enough, and I'm not good enough.
2: When we spoke this time, I explained I really meant no disrespect. My point was, okay, fine, he wasn't successful with this girl. You know, move on next. Why would he care enough that one person turned him down to, you know, go whisper to somebody else? make sure nothing good happens with this lady's career.
8: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. In
2: 1994, Jones filed a sexual harassment lawsuit against Clinton. After four years of legal warfare, without admitting wrongdoing or apologizing, President Clinton agreed to settle Paula Jones' lawsuit and for $850,000. But after attorney's fees and taxes, Paula says she received about 10 percent.
8: The lawyers got all the money. I hope they're all happy. Do
2: you feel like you're one of the silent founders of the Me Too
8: movement? I really didn't have anything to do with the Me Too movement, actually. I mean, they didn't have nothing to do with me, so I've just been kind of out here alone. These days,
2: Paula Jones stays busy selling decorative signs for the home. She's also a wife of 20 years to her second husband, a mom, and a grandmother. It's a simple life she hopes to return to soon, once she's out of the headlines and that miniseries.
8: He needs to apologize for, for what he did.
2: Though Paula Jones remains wounded by the way she's been portrayed, she says she has no regrets about speaking up as she did long before the Me Too movement was born. She says she is very proud of what she's done.
1: Next, another big Inside Edition exclusive. After Britney's engagement announcement, Britney's ex-husband of 55 hours speaks
3: out. Do you think he's out for fame or for money or for love? What happened when he tried to call her?
1: And what do you know from him? There
3: are two kids
1: inside that inferno. Can they get to them in time? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back.
2: Britney Spears just announced her engagement, and taking in the news was her first husband. Spears was married to childhood pal Jason Alexander for all the 55 hours. But even then, he says her family exerted incredible control over the pop star. Here's Jim Marais.
3: Yeah. We're getting exclusive reaction to Britney's engagement from her first husband, Jason Alexander. Do you think he's out for fame or for money or...? or for love. I'm trying to be,
2: you know, nice as I can because he's really the only person that's been around
3: for a few years, so without him, you know, she would have been alone. So. Jason was a childhood friend of Britney's. 2004, they decided on a whim to get married at Vegas' Little White Wedding Chapel, but it was not to last. Brittany's mother reportedly forced her to get an annulment just 55 hours later. Jason says he and Brittany have remained friends. When is the last time you talked to her? Uh, on the way over here. On the way over here? So she knows that you're talking to us? Yeah. How did she sound to you? No, she's great. You know, she's good. She's, she's, she's mentally stable. Like, she's fine. He even tried to get Britney on the phone during our interview. She can't talk. Nothing. Free Britney! Jason recently supported his old flame by popping up at a Free Britney rally. But it's his appearance at another rally that's raised eyebrows. Last January 6th, he posted this selfie from the Stop the Steal rally in Washington. He says he was not among those who stormed the Capitol. Just to be clear, you did not go in the Capitol? I didn't even go close. Brittany says her new fiancé, model Sam Asgari, has helped her through her toughest days. And Sam says there's no prenup. You like it? Yeah. Do you still love her? I've always loved her. I'm always going to love her. If she's happy with Sam, then I'm happy for her.
2: And when we come back, the race to save a little girl trapped in a fire. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Now, dramatic video as a little girl is rescued from a raging fire.
7: It's a race against time. What do you have here? A three story apartment building in Wichita, Kansas is engulfed in flames. Heart stopping body cam footage shows heroic firefighters making their way through the blaze. The thick smoke made it nearly impossible to see. Miraculously, they were able to rescue every resident, including this little girl. What do you know here? Wow.
2: When we come back, human dominoes. Finally, today, what do you do with extra mattresses? Well, play human dominoes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And that is why you go to college. That is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.
0: If you like Inside Edition,